Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. We seriously use a lot of their products. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the cool labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, they have you covered. And, as if you needed another reason to buy your protein from them, they now have all sorts of these boosts that you can add to your protein. I'm actually reading this off of the recent protein tub that I ordered. Caramel Macchiato Whey Protein Isolate Microfiltrated with Probiotic Boost, Super Greens Boost, Multivitamin and Mineral, Essential Aminos Boost, and Lion's Mane Mushroom Boost. And it still tastes phenomenal. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. So you've told me through text, I didn't really understand it at first, you told me through text, you said Halloween is dead. I had no idea what you were talking about. And then you kind of explained a little more. You had sent me this picture of you outside watching the Browns game, right? You had your TV outside and ready for loads and loads of trick-or-treaters to show up. So how many actually showed up? Eight. Eight. Wow. Eight. All of which pulled up in cars. Weren't even kids walking the streets in groups. Really? Yep. So what do you think the reasoning is for that? Do you think it's kids don't have a desire to do it anymore, or do you think it's because parents are too worried about letting their, their kids walk the streets? Uh, no, I think it's the second one. Yeah. Okay. The trunk or treat generation of soft ass parents who were too afraid to just 
educate their kids on the dangers of going out and trick or treating. Yeah. You know, rather than educating their kids and, and raising their kids and, and disciplining their kids and teaching them things about what to avoid and what to do. But, but you're also, they just, you're, they just rob them of their childhood. <laughs> you're also hypocritical though, right? Because you wouldn't let your kid do it either. I mean, I know he's not old enough would. yet. You would? Yeah. We've made, my wife and I made a pact. We're not going to raise our kids to trunk or treat. They're going to trick or treat. We'll go with them. Okay. And then when they're embarrassed, mom and dad, I don't want you to go. All right, you may go. Here are the rules. You got to follow the rules. If you break the rules, then next year there are limitations. Right. Which, I mean, that kind of sucks though too. Like at least if you are with your, like go with your kids. I don't, if, if you want to no, walk well, the street, the problem? yeah, walk the streets with your kids. I mean, that's, there's no issue there. I hear, I hear all these stories from, you know, different people in different states, actually, none of which are here. That's not true. Last year we went to my, my oldest, my older sister's house. We sat out front, a bunch of adults sat around, had drinks, had a, had a fire and, and there were plenty of kids, you know, and for those kids that were too young, the parents walked with them and they stopped by and, you know, but I hear stories from other people in different states where they're like, yeah, the, the parents set up a haunted house in the garage and they gave away alcoholic beverages to the adults too. And like everybody was involved, you know, mm -hmm. the kids were happy to be trick-or-treating with their parents. It was a giant party, right? And I'm like, everywhere I've lived as an adult in this city, Halloween has sucked. <laughs> All of the dicks. No kids, no nothing. Like, I decorated our house and not many houses. I mean, there were plenty of places around me that, you know, there were decorations, and I'm sure there was trick-or-treating. I really thought, we thought in our previous home that we were going to get, well, it didn't help that COVID it COVID fucked it. Yeah, I, true. I just, what are we afraid of? If you're that worried, then go with them. It's like parents don't want to raise their kids. It's like they don't want to have fun. And, and to the parents that pulled up in the cars to my house, at least you tried. At least you did yeah. something. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I'll be honest with you. I said, we said this to each other, my wife and I. She's like, you know where they're going. She's like, you know why they're in a car right now? They're going to go pull over in a wealthier neighborhood than ours, and they're going to trick-or-treat there. I was like, yeah, I've done it. I did it as a kid. Well, yeah, you're going after the full-size candy bars in the wealthier You're going after the score. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get it. But, yeah. you know, we made it special. We had a fire pit, football game on, Halloween movie on in the inside. You could see it, you know. But maybe, maybe they just hate the Cleveland Browns. No, because I mean, you know what, man? See, <laughs> this is this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of shit. A dude walked up though, so I put on my the Run DMC get up, you know. Uh huh. Sit out there, and from a distance, I hear Run DMC. I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? And he came up, and you know, said what's up to me, and then he goes, oh shit, you got the game on too? I might as well chill with y'all. And I'm like, well, bro, I don't know you. So <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> Appreciate you. Did you really say that? <laughs> no, in my mind. I'm oh, like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> he was nice. It was fine. He was just joking. But, uh, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, I guarantee, I mean, I know you only seen eight kids, but not one of them had any idea who you were, like, how, like, who you were dressed up as. 
No, it was so funny too, because one of them was like, I like your chain. And the other one was, I like your shoes. You know, I like your whatever, but no, they, <laughs> no clue, whatever, man. I just think it's a bummer. I, you know, Halloween is something that we get into still. And so like, you know, the party we went to the weekend before was at my sister, my sister's house and they get really into it, did up the whole thing. And I, you know, they have, they have trick-or-treaters where they live. I think it might be a cultural sort of like economic based thing too. you know, lower income neighborhoods. I feel like it's more prevalent than in higher income neighborhoods. Just guessing on that. But if that's what it feels like when I hear people talking about it, you know, I would just said like, yeah, they're going to the other neighborhood. I'm like, well, they ain't going to have any luck because we were on the other side of that road. We, we, there, weren't that, there weren't that many houses giving out candy. Well, I, I think don't I think don't they kind of <clears throat> like up in in St. Louis, like where the subdivision, like the nicer subdivisions and stuff, don't like most of the kids stay like in that subdivision, and like I think they kind of do it up for all the kids because they're all like there together. Yeah, but that's not fun either. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, does it really matter when you're young, young? I think, again, it's a generational thing. You know, when I say, like, we would leave and we would be gone, yeah. that was just life in general. When you're raised by boomers, it's like, here's $3. Leave. <laughs> don't, don't break anything that doesn't belong to you. Yep. Don't break any bones. Yep. Come back in one piece. We'll see you later. Right. Just get yep. out of here. <laughs> you know? And you could make $3 last. Well, yeah, if you had to. Oh, man. If you packed that's, a sandwich to take with you, oh, man. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, $3. <laughs> I'm telling you. And a snack. <laughs> but it's a bummer. It, you know, we'll, like I said, we're going we're gonna to raise our kids to have fun with it and, and enjoy it and, you know, get into the whole spirit of it. So... Which, I mean, which is going to be hard if there's no kids around him that have parents that are doing the same thing. I think people still celebrate it. I just think there's the, the, the aspect of like kids hitting the streets is just, I think it's hit or miss depending on where you go. I like the idea of living in a neighborhood, even if it is just a small subdivision, which that's kind of a life we're trying to avoid. But, you know, of everyone on the block getting into it and making it fun and fun for the kids. It can be fun for the adults, too. We'll call it fun for the whole family. Everyone can be involved. It doesn't have to be just kids. It doesn't have to be just the adults. Everyone have a good time. But I do know plenty of adults like, you You like Halloween? I'm like, yeah, Halloween's the shit. What do you mean? What did you do when you were a kid? Right. What do you mean? What did you like? Valentine's Day, you freak? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever. I, I It's... So what did you well what did you do with your son? Did you take did you just take him like to family or anything or No, nah, we didn't take him anywhere. We okay. he had a party at school and he had tons of fun. And we could tell when we picked him up, he was wrecked. He was just tired and gotcha. So we were like, hey, he he's still too young. Yeah. You know, he's two. Next year, maybe a different story. Yeah. So we were we were thinking about it, just dressing him up in his costume and, and maybe going to a few houses in the neighborhood, which again, I don't know which ones we would have gone to or taking him to my parents or taking him to my sisters or just going to a different part of the our neighborhood. We didn't. We just, you know, we put on a put on a Halloween movie and let him chill and then put him to bed and then we watch football. Gotcha. Well, I mean, and didn't <laughs> watch football and 
gave candy to eight kids. Yeah. Now we have a bunch of candy in our house. Well, at least you had the the Browns game on because Cleveland beat the piss out of Cincinnati. I don't know where the hell that came from, but they have their number. They have Joe Burrow's number. Yeah. It was a fun game to watch. They looked really good. I, I they, but they dude every game. They've been in every game this yeah. season. They don't. That's so. Yeah. What's the story on Deshaun Watson? Because didn't he have more charges filed against him or something? Have that, they exti- nothing? Nothing no. came of that. Okay. So yeah. he. So we're still looking at at the twelve week mark. He should be playing, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't know that I want him to. I just think ride it out with Jacoby and, but I guess he has to play, man. You gave him that much money and he hasn't played in so long. He's got to get reps. Yeah. But do you want it to be at the detriment of not making the playoffs? They're one game out of the division lead. Yeah. So it's not, it's not impossible right now for them. Now we have plenty of way season left. So, but it's not that it's not, it's not something they shouldn't be thinking about. And I'm sure they are, but you know, the way that Amari Cooper looked last week, the way that Jacoby looked last week, you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt just came out and made a statement being like, I want to stay here. I want to be here with Nick Chubb. I want him to be. So it seems like he wants to retire in Cleveland after all the talks of potential trades before the season. And now I feel like he wants to be there. And why, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Now, he could go somewhere else with a good running back and be complimentary to them, but why? Yeah, I mean, at this point, does it matter? You know, this offense, you know, right. he's having his one of his worst years over the last five seasons. Well, probably the worst, I'm sorry, the worst season of his, of his last five seasons. But you still, as the team, as a Browns fan, you like having him because he always gets you the extra yards you need on third down. He's always going to break through. He's just good to have around. So I hope he doesn't go anywhere. Right. So was there any trades that were made that surprised you or that were that like bother you at all or anything? I would well that the Browns made or that just in general in the NFL. Well, I mean, I guess any any of the ones I mean, the in Browns the NFL, didn't really do anything, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think Denver did much either. Besides, gave up Chubb. I would say Claypool going to the Bears was surprising. I was surprised to see the steel. I, I don't know if the Steelers are folding it up or I don't know what they're doing. I was surprised to see them. And oh, uh, Roquan Smith went to the Bears too. I want to say. Okay. Which I was like, God damn. Like I or no no no. Where ah, where'd he go? I don't remember. Shit. I I wasn't prepared to talk about my brain. <laughs> my bad. Uh, where did he so he went somewhere. And the Chiefs just got somebody too, right? Uh I don't know. I didn't see that one. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. You think so? Yeah, I think so, man. Oh uh Oh, he went to. Oh, Rokon Smith went to the Ravens. That's why that bothered the me. Ravens. Like, okay, they added somebody. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, no. I mean, I, Rokon Smith sucked because he's in my division. And then I was really, I'm surprised that the Steelers are just. It seems like they're just kind of folding it in. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? Folding it in, meaning like rebuild kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean. I, I haven't even paid attention to them. Who who's been their quarter? Trubisky hasn't been playing, right? 
No, they put in Kenny Pickett. That's right. Yeah, I looked at his stats. He hasn't looked. I looked at his, his basic stats the other day, and I think he had thrown two touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's true. Let so, me just say this. So that's not great. <laughs> three of those were in the first game that he played, and all three were ones that, you know, I, I find it it's a shitty stat when the receiver it's in the receiver's hands and they don't and they drop it. I hate it. It's picked. I hate it, yep. All three in his first game were those. Now, were oh, they really? the best throws? No. It could have been a better throw, sure. But you know what? You're you're a pro receiver. Make the fucking catch for your quarterback. Right. You know? But that as you but, said uh, that that's that's a that's really shitty. I've always hated that. Like if the ball leaves your hands once it touches another receiver, if it ends up being intercepted off of them, I don't understand how it's an interception off of you. Because it's not a catch. Yeah, I know, but still. It's it's a it's a it's a playable ball. It's a free ball. So it's on the quarterback to make sure that it's whatever. But then it should be like a some they should add some other kind of stat where it's like a missed catch on the receiver. Well, I agree, but they're never going to. Yeah, because then again, if there's a lot where it was just a bad pass by the quarterback. Correct. But the receiver was trying to do something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I just think at this at that point, at that point in your career, you need to just make the catch or take the responsibility like that's on me. At the very least, but no, I don't. Everybody kind of just blame that game on Kenny Pickett. I don't feel sorry for him. Fuck him. He's a stealer. Anyway. <laughs> what does a team of what, what, what does a team like Jacksonville do? Um like do you keep holding on to Lawrence as our guy? And I'm not blaming Lawrence for the the team the whole team in general. I'm just saying like the quarterback is the leader of the team. So like do you do you just hold on to this as our guy? Or what? What do you what do you do in that instance? You know what I mean. You move the team to St. Louis. <laughs> but that's also like uh like um Detroit. Like they have to like they have to make a coaching move right at, at some point. Or do you think it's there. it's like rebuilding the team? That's just a black hole of. Fuckery. It well, yeah. I, Detroit I, itself is, yeah. I mean, honestly, I joke around about being a Cleveland sports fan, but I would much rather be a Browns fan than a Lions fan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, dude, it is just dismal. It it's just it, it's who who is their coach right now? I can't remember. I can see his face. I can't think of what his name is though. Dan Campbell. That's it. Yep. 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 It's his first season, right? I don't think so. The second season? Uh, second or third, I'm pretty sure. No way. He's been given three years there. No one makes it past year two there. Well? Yep, second year. Second year, okay. Three and 13 last year. They're one and six this year. Yeah. Jesus Christ. A lot of different stuff going on this year, though. I mean, Philadelphia is on a roll still, still undefeated. You got other teams like Minnesota who's playing really well. Um, KC, of course. And then teams who uh, I made me put my foot in my mouth when you asked me at the beginning of the season who's going to go to the Super Bowl, and I said the Rams again. Ugh. 
I said the Browns were going to play the Packers. <laughs> I know, but still. Maybe it was good that you didn't make a pick <laughs> and just let me be the stupid one. Yeah. But Tampa Bay Packers, but- two and five, two and three and five, three and five, I think. Tampa Bay's the same. Good. Fuck them. Retire. <laughs> both of you fucks. So who, at, well, th- at this point, who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Uh, well, the Browns. And the, the Eagles would be cool. I like that. They, they're fun to watch. That, that'd be cool. It'd be really cool to... Well, let me say this. I'll give you... I'll give you I gave you four from the NFC that I would like to see there, just as something different. Eagles, Giants. The Vikings would be cool because that God knows that fan base has just been through the ringer as well. Uh-huh. I don't want to pick anyone from the South because who gives a fuck? <laughs> Atlanta's winning. Atlanta's leading the division and they have a losing record, right? I, know, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I, this this will be fun. I'll go. Giants, Eagles, Vikings, Bears. Any of those four from the NFC, I'd be totally fine with. Because the Bears, I have Justin Fields to root for. The Vikings would just be a fun story because, again, the people of Minnesota—they just, you know, misery, misery when it comes to football. And then the other two are obviously good teams, and you know, they're right there. Yeah. Who am I missing? Yeah, the South is just... I mean, the Cowboys, too, would be fun. I'm not going to lie. The South... I, I don't dislike the Cowboys. The South I like always, Dak. I like the, the, the South always sucks. Because it's always like, as you said, like Atlanta's leading the division and they have a losing record. Well, it's just because Tampa Bay is so bad. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who's starting for Carolina now? PJ, what's his last name? Walker. Walker, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good shift. Did you? It is. But before we do that, did you see the game last week, the Carolina game? No, dude. Uh-uh. PJ Walker threw a bomb, a hail mary bomb for a touchdown as the time was running out to go into uh, overtime with Atlanta just to lose. <laughs> oh, I saw that highlight, yeah. 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 It was a hell of a throw, though. But anyways, yeah, so your transition, I know you're going to transition into the XFL. Um, we are lucky enough that we have the Battlehawks back. St. Louis is getting an XFL team again. Kaka. Yeah. Wasn't that their thing? Kaka. Yeah. Let's come up with something new. I, You know they're not and going to. We're going to hang on to that. Okay, that's fine. The rules still apply. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. What are the rules? You you state them this time. Well, the main rule and you do it the as main rule you had the main rule you had was nobody mentioned Stan Kroenke. That's pretty much it. Or no doll, yeah. like no beating up dolls in the parking yeah, lot. No signs. And yeah, and yeah things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you bring them, you're going to be arrested. <laughs> Nighty night. Goodbye. You're banned. Can't come back. Sorry. We've moved on, so should you. I would hope. Okay. I would hope at this point people move on. Are they going to? Uh, we'll see. But no. no shot. No. No shot. No. St. Louis doesn't. Someone tweeted about doesn't it forget. the other day. Oh, did like, you? What are you? What are you doing? What are you? Why? What do you care? Right. 
No, it, okay, this is what they tweeted about. They tweeted about the fact that when the 49ers and Rams were playing, it was just a sea of red. And it was in it was the Rams home game. It was just a sea of red. I'm like, you realize that San Francisco 49er fans travel that well everywhere. And yeah. they only have to go up to LA. Yeah. Down to LA. Down, down to LA. So they it's okay. Move on. Right. It's not, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. Anyway. Like they said something like, you couldn't uh, fill the seats in St. Louis, but look at this. <laughs> fucking, yeah, go to the Rams games when they played 49ers, man. There was a fucking lot of red in the fucking warehouse they played in, too. So yeah. did you see did you see all the names of the teams for that they announced no, for the I XFL? Yeah. There's gonna be one name that you are gonna absolutely hate. Tell me. The Brahmas. Because one of the Rock's wrestling names was the Brahma Bull. What? Yeah. When was he called? What? A lot. Like that was that was one of his his uh, nicknames in the WWE was the Brahma Bull. That's why he actually has the uh, that tattoo on his arm. Maybe covered up now, but he used to. That was like on his uh, on his delt was a Brahma Bull. We're all a bunch of children. <laughs> Pretty much. I never knew he was ever called that. Oh, okay. When was he, I never knew he was called anything other than The Rock. What was some other nicknames? Um, I think when he started, he was Rocky Maivia. Well, I knew that. Okay. He, yeah, okay. Um, no, no, I don't want to know. Don't I don't tell know. Me. There's it's, more, I'm it's sure. It's a I gross conversation. <laughs> I love The Rock, but come on. The Brahmas. Are there any other new names that I'm gonna? I don't. Have I, I know. Say? I know. There's a Guardians team. There. Really? Yeah. Is that? Uh, we need. We just need to look it up. So I'm thinking that was. Or, I'm thinking 2023. Yeah, I'm thinking it was Orlando. Did Orlando get the Guardians? Bro, I don't have any fucking idea. I think Let's so. See. I think so. Teams, teams, teams. Arlington Renegades. Houston Roughnecks, the Vegas Vipers, the Orlando Guardians. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, really? The year, the same year as the Cleveland Guardians? I thought that was kind of odd. Fuck off. <laughs> and they play at Camping World Stadium. I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, San Antonio, San Antonio Brahmas, the Seattle Sea Dragons, and the DC Defenders. So I think DC Defenders was a team before. I know Houston Roughnecks was. Yeah. Um, Why would ba- they put a team in Arlington? The Battle Hawks, of course, too. I don't. Was the Ar- I don't even know if Arlington had a team before. They might. I think Dallas did. Mm. Which again, that's kind of yeah. That's yeah, pretty much the same fucking thing. But yeah. Bob Stoops is Stoops is their coach. Head coaches: Bob Stoops, Wade Phillips, Rod Woodson, Terrell Buckley, Anthony Beck, Heinz Heinz Ward is the coach. Yeah. Jim Hazlitt and Reggie Barlow. I'll tell you what. You know what the best name is. The Battle Hawks. I like it. I think it's the best one. Yeah. I think the Battle Hawks or Renegades and Roughnecks sounds like like all of the names with the exception of Guardians and Battle Battle Hawks sound like arena football teams. No disrespect to arena football. Yeah. That's just what they sound like. Yeah, kinda. Whatever. Yeah, I'm I, excited. I'll watch. But so out of, did we say eight teams? Yeah. 
Out of eight teams, three of them are from Texas? Yeah. I don't know if I like that. I'm sure it's all... traveling to do there, huh? Yeah, I'm sure it's all based off of, you know, the, the numbers they had in the previous seasons in those areas and stuff, but you would have thought we could have branched out a little bit more than that if we're only going to have eight teams. I mean, you only have two teams on the coast, and then everything is... Well, I guess Orlando counts. So, I mean, you have three teams on you know, one side of each side of the country and then everything else is kind of so, yeah. packed in the middle. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is not in the middle of the country, but whatever. But again, I'll watch. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I do you like, to, I, I do like to, I, you know, they had like several different, um, like a lot of the rules are different from what the NFL is. So I, I I'm interested to see that kind of stuff too. Uh, and if they change any or if they keep any from how the XFL was before and stuff like that, too. Like, I'm interested in, you know, how the whole, uh, like, after you get a touchdown, you can go for a one, two, or three point and all those kinds of things. Those are neat neat to see. Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the fact that the rules are different. You know, it did not help arena football. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But... I'll say this. They did a hell of a lot better job than the first run with the XFL this last time at generating some excitement and, and getting people behind the idea that like there's, there's real football to watch here. Again, not saying that there's not an arena football. I'm just saying arena football has not been successful as far as, you know, a fan base goes. Um, so I'll be excited to see what happens. Like I said, I, I'll watch. I'll, I'll go to some Battlehawks games. I don't. Know if, I really I wish they played. Either. I wish they played somewhere else. I wish. You don't like the dome? I fucking can't stand it. Really? It's a piece of shit. Oh, it's been a long time. I hated since I've going been there. there when the Rams were here. It's it's a it's horrible. It's horrible for sports. Yeah. It'd be good for basketball, but it's well, you know, they're only going to have the one-off sort of tournaments or whatever they have there, but. It's just, it's gross. It's aware. It's, there's nothing to it. It's not a football. You want a football stadium to be a open air B. You want it to be a sight to see. You want it to be, well, every stadium should be this way. Like, have you been downtown yet and see the development of the soccer stadium yet? I've seen pictures. I haven't been down there though. Go down there and check it out. Yeah. It's pretty, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And that's what you want out of a stadium. You want it. you want to make it feel like an experience the dome sucks it's just there's it'd be one thing if they like found a way to create some tailgating space to where you you have everyone in like in kansas city you have everyone in the same lot it's a big party you know when, when i would go to rams games i would tailgate but i would be one small lot of season ticket holders then another small lot of people and it just wasn't a party man it's just it was you know Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Who doesn't like starting to, you know, drink at 9 a.m. and watch football? But, eh, you know, just something missing with it. So we'll see. Maybe the XFL takes off so well and the Battle Hawks do so well that they knock that fucker down and build a new stadium on the riverfront like they wanted to do with the Rams. uh, I don't. Maybe. It was it was it was. It was hypothetical. I know what you're. And, I know what you're saying, but I. I think the only way that would happen was if the XFL 
blew up enough that they believe that football is big enough in St. Louis to bring an NFL team back before they would spend the money to build a new stadium. Yeah. I'm cool with the XFL. But I don't need to go through all that again. But, you know, if if stadiums like the soccer stadium, you know, can bring in a lot more revenue for the city, who knows? Oh, it will. Who, it's, who it's knows? It's going to be huge. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm huge. saying. Like, if it brings in a lot more money, a lot more revenue for the city itself, then who knows? Maybe maybe we would both be wrong. I don't know. I had an unfortunate conversation with someone about the soccer team and the stadium. They were very anti um, because it was it was taking away, uh, it was gen- they're calling they were calling it gentrification of Midtown, and I, I'm like, okay, you mean all of those jobs it's going to create for people, all of those accessible jobs that it's created for people, yeah, because people can take public transportation to get to the place, they can work, you know, I, I don't I don't see the problem, but okay, okay, I'm with you, you don't okay. Hmm. It's like, I think it's based on the idea that everyone who's going to be going doesn't live within the city limits. They live west of downtown St. Louis, to which I say, who cares? Well, I guess the other thing is too, like, do we have, and this is, I'm being honest here on this question. Do we have enough people in St. Louis to pack that stadium? We don't, right? Like that, uh, that, that live that, in St. Louis, that downtown are, St. Louis. Yeah, that are soccer fans that will be no. there to pack out the place, right? Yeah. No, so we're going to be relying not. on a lot of outside travel into the city. Of course. Which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's Do a bad people thing. People think the Cardinals sell 40,000 tickets every home game to people that live in downtown St. Louis? Well, no. yeah, I know, but I would... This I would, isn't any different. Okay. I, I just... I, Outside looking in, I don't know, is St. Louis really a soccer city? Yes. Is my question. Are they? They 100%. are. 100%. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Many, many professional teams have have lived in St. Louis. Yes. Okay. Soccer. Yeah. I used to hear stories about it all the time when I was younger. So, yeah. No, I think it'll do well. They're going to do well. They are go- it's going to do well. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. And it's going to be great for the city. And I, you know, regardless of what, and everything in around it too, like Midtown is, is really because of SLU, which how it took this long to give St. Louis, the, the biggest university in the city, how it took this long to give those students something to do and more to see and more to experience. When I, when I was in, when I was in high school, you know, I, when, when, when I graduated high school, I had several friends go to SLU and I would go downtown and visit them, stay on the campus with them. And we would go out. There was nothing to do bar wise or like nightlife wise. We created things to do. Yeah. We would shut down vacant warehouses and have parties and raves and there's nothing to do. Now they have a food market. They have, you know, union station has been revitalized. They have the aquarium. They have all of these new, uh, you know, developments of, of other places to live besides in the dorms. Like it, it's just so much different. So the soccer team is going to help that. It's not going to hurt it. Right. You know, I know it's not all about the SLU students. You know, I know it's about the people that live five minutes North 
of Midtown. Yeah, you took a large chunk of land away, but what was the land doing before? What were we doing with it before? That's true. Yeah, nothing. So, you know, the whole idea of gentrification, it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but not all gentrification can be bad, right? We're not putting a Starbucks there. Right. You know? Yeah. We're putting a giant open air stadium that's going to create jobs for thousands and thousands and thousands of people yeah. from everywhere, from all walks of life. So it's like, why is that a bad thing? I don't I don't understand the the dilemma. Now, the back the 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 back end of the business that you and I have no clue about, meaning the ownership part, the ownership group that brought the team to the city. And I'm sure they had to, you know create some backdoor deals to get it done. And I'm sure there were th- some things done. <laughs> that's business. That's, that's, that's commerce. That's, that's the, that's city economy. You know? Yeah. They tried to get the city of St. Louis to bring the team. They couldn't make it happen. So private owners had to step in. That's a professional sports in every city. Right. Green. How many, how many towns own their professional sports franchise? Green Bay. And who else? Like the Packers belong to the city of Green Bay. But I can't think of anyone else where that's the case. What do you what do you mean exactly? Okay, so so they Green Bay The City of Green Bay okay. owns the Packers. So they control the team. Okay. I guess I haven't really ever thought about that. Let me make sure I'm not speaking out of my fucking mind. So you're telling me is the city of Dallas does not own the Cowboys. <laughs> the Packers are the only publicly owned franchise in the NFL. Rather than being the property of an individual partnership or corporate entity, they are held as of 2022 by 537,460 stockholders. So if you live Holy in Green shit. Bay and you want a piece, you can buy it. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. And I believe they're the only one. Interesting. Public. Yeah. Publicly owned sports franchises. Sports franchises. Sports teams publicly listed. So there are a lot of soccer teams, which I already knew. So let's find some in America. Let's see what we got here. So you're looking at publicly owned? Yep. Okay. There's a shit ton in, in Europe. A lot of lot of football teams, soccer, that is. So what's the scroll down. United States. So here's who who's owned by the public. So we have Chattanooga FC soccer team, Detroit City FC soccer team, uh, Minneapolis City SC, Minnesota Aurora FC, Oakland County FC, so far all all soccer. Yeah. San Francisco City FC, Seattle Sounders FC2. Yep. Well, I think this is just a soccer list that I'm looking at. God damn it. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> no. No, that's just, no, okay. No, I was right. Yeah. Anyway. There's a shit ton in Europe. So no uh, NBA teams? No, God, no. Really? No, no, no. And that has a lot to do with the ABA-NBA merger. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... So, w- which one, in your opinion, is better? Is it better to be publicly owned or privately or owned? Oh, by... I don't know, man. Don't know. I, I mean, just... I think it's cool to be publicly owned. 
Like if you live in the city of Green Bay, that feels like it's your team. You know, over 500,000 shareholders, like that's a huge deal. And Green Bay is not a big city. Not a big, there's nothing to do in Green Bay other than the Packers. Oh, really? You, oh, God, no, dude. Fuck, no. Hmm. I don't see anything about the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Speaking of the NBA, what are your thoughts on my boy Kyrie Irving? Uh, so you're, so he went on, not my boy. I know he went on Twitter and started making some, well, no, he was promoting an, uh, uh, was it a movie that was, movie that has been deemed to be anti-Semitic. Yes. Right. Uh, Yeah. So you said that he did a press conference today since he since he posted that uh and you said he kind of gave a half-ass apology what exactly did the apology say because i didn't hear that he well again he I, I don't know if there was really an apology at all i think he said that some of the things about the movie and some of the symbolism in it is problematic i take my responsibility for posting that irving said some things that were questionable in there slash untrue. Like I said, in the first time you guys asked me when I was sitting on the stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So I take my responsibility again. That's not really, I don't even know what that means. Right. Um, I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one that made the documentary again. That's backtracking. (laughs) I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm sorry is what you're supposed to say. Right. (laughs) I'm not the one that made the documentary. Also, that's what, that's like a sixth grader argues. So did you, did you see the original tweet? Like, what is he doing to, like, what is he saying to promote it? To promote the movie? Yeah. I don't remember. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Let me just search that tweet. I mean, is he just trying to get people to watch this movie or is he actually talking about the symbolism that's in it? No, I think he was just, like he said, promoting, or like you said, promoting the movie. You know, I don't think he was necessarily. Yeah, I guess everybody's also pissed off at the Nets for their, they kind of didn't really give. I mean, they made a statement in there. I don't know if an apology was necessarily given. But, you know, I, I believe we've talked about this kind of a thing before, but is it, he went on his personal Twitter. I understand he's part of this team and he's part of this city because of that, but. Why should the team have to stick their neck out and apologize for him? Why should the team? Yeah. Because he's their employee. So they should basically be telling him, you need to get out in front of this and make an apology or fine him or something along those lines instead of them having to do it. He should be fine. Well, I don't know if he should be fine. Here's the thing. So back to what you asked. So the documentary advances the false and anti-Semitic thesis that black people are the chosen ones from Israel and have been victimized by Jews. Okay. And then he went on to say, like, I'm not anti-Semitic because I know where I come from. Again, not apologizing. And he's just, he's just, he's saying things that aren't true. And honestly, he's saying things that he doesn't even know, he doesn't even know what he's saying. So, to your to your question about the Nets, it's like here's 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 my problem with him and Kanye and things like this. You know, 
when are we going to stop caring about how good someone is at basketball or about how good someone is at making beats and just go, Hey, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. This isn't the first time Kyrie's put his own foot in his mouth and we know what Kanye has done. Yeah. So why don't we just chalk it up to, yeah, mentally ill, fine, but he's a fucking asshole. Some of these things are calculated dickhead moves. You know when you meet someone and they say something and you go, ugh. And then 15 minutes later, they're in the same room as you again and they say something again and you go, God. And then you finally get the chance to talk to them and you go, all right, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. I'm going to give you the opportunity to prove to me. Have you ever been in that situation? I mean, I've definitely or been could be a- someone that you've heard is an asshole. And then you finally get the chance to meet them and you go, all right, I'm going to hold all of my, you know, all of the preconceived notions that I had about you to hold them off until I get to speak to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they just do it again. <laughs> That's what's happening with these guys. <laughs> you keep giving them chances to not be assholes when really should go. They're fucking assholes. Yeah. Kyrie's a dope. Is this a Kanye's gen- a dope? Is this a generational thing though? Because because well, because of Kyrie. because of social media, and I say that because I'm thinking back to, you know, when Michael Jordan was playing, and social media wasn't a thing. Like even if it was a thing back then, I don't think you're going to see those guys posting about this kind of stuff. No, Michael Jordan cared about basketball and gambling. Yeah. Magic Johnson cared about basketball and fucking bitches, <laughs> you know, not, uh, I, it is a generational thing for sure, but I think Kyrie's just a dope. I think they're both uneducated people who are starved for attention that talk about things that they're, they, they've had no education and they know that when they speak about them, it's going to create attention for them. This isn't do we this isn't like uh you know psychologically speaking this isn't this isn't that complicated. You know like You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. the the behavior is not I don't know. I just think some at some point you you know it's like I said about people that Well, it's like what we talked about with people who just have no awareness, like self-awareness at all. It's like sometimes eventually you got to go cut the shit. Yeah. We don't seem to do that with these guys. We kind of like, oh, he's good at basketball and we want to see him play. So it's okay if we just get an apology, right? We want Kanye's next album to drop. So if he goes on Tucker or if he goes on Lex Friedman's podcast and he gives an honest answer to his behavior, then all is forgiven. So no, he said, fuck. Did you, did you see the podcast with Lex Friedman and Kanye? Uh-uh. Do you know who Lex Friedman is? I know the name. I mean, I don't really know what you call him other than an influencer or podcaster. Okay. I mean, I could Google him and give you what Google's interpretation of him is, but who cares? Who cares? But, uh, you know, Kanye was like, he's, he was a dick. He's <laughs> a dick. And, you know, Lex Friedman who I believe is Jewish was trying to get things out of him and get like real moments out of him. Kanye pulled the whole defensive. Like, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to do what you say. I can do what I want thing. It's like, dude, you argue 
like a fucking teenager on Maury Povich. And also like, that's how you, you have conversations with people. And also you've agreed to go on a podcast knowing what kind of questions you're probably going to get. Yeah. I think people just need to stop having them on. Stop giving him the opportunity to keep fucking up. And then maybe eventually he'll go, man, nobody's nobody wants to talk to me. I wonder what I did. Oh yeah. It's not what did I do? What didn't I do? Yeah, but now we're we I've got a lot of ground to cover here. Now we want to hear the ridiculousness that is Kanye. I and, don't, I don't and, give a fuck. Well, I know, but I'm saying the masses. And that podcaster or that you know, whoever it is that's doing the interview, it's just as much about them as it is Kanye. Now, oh, well, if we have Kanye on, it's going to boost our numbers because people want to see what kind of stupid shit he's going to say. Yeah. Let me ask you this. And it's important that you give me an, an honest answer. Who do you, and this is totally shifting the conversation, still Kanye, but just a different, who do you think if you had to pick one or two or three or four, however many you want to do, if you can reel them off, who's a musical genius to you? A musical genius. Yeah, man. Who would you call a musical genius? Don't think too hard. Your no answer you give me is going to be wrong. By the way, I know I'm but not going to hate. I know I I I don't know. I, that, that's hard to. Would you call Dave Grohl a musical genius? Okay, yeah, yeah. Has he, has yeah. he proven that I, he he likely knows how to write a good tune? Yeah, I, I'll give right? him that. But the the reason why this was hard for me is because this is a uh, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh. Subjective. That that's it. I, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's 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 not. It, everybody's gonna be different. I guess is it's my my opinion. Sure. Yeah. It is. But can I tell you something? Kanye. If is I not. hear one more <laughs> comedian or podcaster suck Kanye's dick and talk about how much of a musical genius he is, so this type of behavior can be swept under the rug because he's a genius and he's a troubled artist, man. My head's going to explode. It's going to explode. Can a, can troubled artists be a thing anymore? I think we're all troubled. I know, but I feel like that term should have died out a long time ago. Yeah, but it hasn't. And it's and, still I, and, and maybe why I say people. maybe why I say that is because like the term troubled Okay, let me ask you this. If you hear the term troubled artist, who's the first person that pops in your head? current uh my i mean mine's in the past but oh well if i was thinking like current demi lovato okay uh ronnie racky <laughs> that's what? like previous behavior previous behavior oh, okay okay uh demi lovato was the first one that came to mind okay let me the, think. Let me well think. i mean let me think. Well, that's fine so what I'm saying is like, I don't know if troubled artists should be a thing anymore, but the first name that pops in my head is Kurt Cobain. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it should have died. Like Amy that, Winehouse. That, oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that, that term should have, I guess, died out with them. But I guess, I guess it just depends on how you look at it. Because I mean, you could consider Chester or Chris Cornell, you know, Absolutely. troubled artists and stuff too. So maybe, maybe I'm what wrong. About, maybe I'm wrong. What about guys like Juice World or, you know, 
all all of these rappers who were getting killed. Well, but the, Juice World kind of killed himself. That doesn't sound troubling to you. I would call that. Well, I mean, I mean, tri- I mean, yeah, but you know, you know what the you know what happened, right? Like you know the situation. Yeah, Kirk Cobain killed himself allegedly. Yeah, but Juice World did it so he wouldn't get arrested. Okay. Like he just shoved a bunch That's of drugs into me, his bro. belly. I mean, it yeah, is, yeah, but I, I it is, but I feel like this is like just a bad decision that ended his life. Like at well, the end, I, I don't feel he like perhaps he perhaps was an addict okay, and mate, was yeah, doing okay. things. It was out of control. Right. Okay. Okay. XXX Tentacion, same thing. And all of these rappers who are getting murdered because people know where they are. I mean, I would say at some point you got to draw the line and go this lifestyle of flexing and being out in the public and, and talking about things the way that I do, knowing that people are looking for me. I think that makes them troubled artists in a sense. That's true. You know, and by the way, I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet, but I mean, I think people associate troubled artists with like drugs and erratic behavior when it comes to drugs or it comes to like, you know, making bad decisions out in public for people to see, I guess. But they don't think about the internal shit. And see, that's where my mind goes when I'm talking about when I hear the term troubled artist. Like I said, Chester and Chris Cornell and Kurt Cobain, people like that that you know, like, you know, in their head, something is wrong. They like they're they are not able to cope with life very well. Yeah. Yeah. So back to my, so you don't like the term troubled artist, but I mean, I keep hearing these people, these guys and gals call him that. And it's like, how much of what he does is about his art though? Well, I'm and, sure, and I, I'm sure his more of fan- it is about his own vanity and his own narcissism. Well, but his, his fans own- probably think that that is his art. Oh, so it's not his music. Well, I mean that is too. Like I would, I'm assuming that his fans think that all of it is his. It, like all of his actions is Kanye's art. Well, that's that's problematic to me. Yeah, I, and I I'm glad you said that because for for me now that means that I think that's he is living, breathing proof. And we'll get to another person in a minute who is another example, but he is living, breathing proof that people are able to separate the person from the art. We had this conversation earlier on an earlier episode about when Marilyn Manson was going through his shits and with Michael Jackson and, and, uh, you know, all of these people, I think clearly these days it's easy to rally the troops behind someone and defend their art versus their personality. And they're able to separate the two more so than I would say the last generation. Okay. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I get. I, I guess. Um, I mean, Garth Brooks has killed at least seventeen people, and he still sells out football stadiums. All right, Tom Segura. That is the that is the weirdest <laughs> conspiracy. Do you know? Do you know that his fans have taken over Garth Brooks' social media? Oh, really? Like complete? Oh, yeah, completely. That's hilarious. 
it's it's and they've they've gone to concerts now and they have like signs that say where are the bodies garth and <laughs> pretty crazy i should probably stop buying into the conspiracy huh? or feeding feeding the okay forget about garth brooks but so to 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 expand upon my point of people can separate the art from the person told you earlier morgan wallen is playing bush stadium yeah a, I didn't know that that guy sold that well to be playing stadiums. B, who are the assholes that go to see this guy play? C, it proves how gross St. Louis is. Didn't he blow up after that whole... Huge. He had the number one record on iTunes after... Because he said, because he said the N-word. I don't, I don't remember. Because he called yeah, somebody yeah, so, the N-word. Oh, he dropped a hard R at somebody? Well, I don't think it was towards somebody. I think it was calling, like, if if I'm right, I'm pretty sure he was calling them that. Like, not at them, but, like, I don't know how to say it without, without saying it. I don't want to say it, so. Well, no, I mean, say Th- This was a situation where somebody word. somebody recorded him, and he was just saying, like, my, like, calling somebody, basically a friend. But using the N-word, I'm pretty sure. And that's what blew up. Mm. But double check me on that. Make sure I'm right. So I guess he was partying with a friend. He was shouting to a friend, take care of this. Okay. Now, am I right or no? No, you. Well, yes. Okay. He was referring to one of his friends. Okay. Okay. But did he use, and it doesn't matter, but I'm just curious, did he use the hard R or did he use the A? Not sure. Yeah, well, obviously, NBC News is too scared to actually use the word in an article. Like, hey, fuckers, we know what you're talking about. Just say what he said. (laughs) So I hate the media. Okay, following coverage of the incident, Wallen almost immediately saw a 1,220% increase in digital album sales and a 327% increase in song sales. And that's what's funny is like the news outlets know that when they promote what it, what is happening in a scenario like that, they know that they are helping his career. But they have to push the news. And this that was for some reason news. Wallen said he did spend 30 days in rehab following the alcohol-fueled incident. He has previously said he uttered the slur at the end of a 72-hour bender. I was around some friends, and we just we say dumb stuff together, Waller said. In our minds, it's playful. I don't know if it sounds ignorant, but that's really where it came from. So who recorded it, and who released it to the media? That I'm not sure. One of his friends? You need new friends, bro. <laughs> I think he was like at a party or something, wasn't he? Or throwing a party, and I think it was someone <clears throat> that was there or something along those lines. They asked the musician if he realizes how hurtful the word is to black people. The word goes back to slavery used by white people to dehumanize black people, make them feel less than Strahan said. It also, as you dig deeper, is a word that a lot of black people heard before they were terrorized, beaten, or even possibly killed. So it's a word that really I've been called it. It makes you mad. It makes you angry. It doesn't make you feel good. So do you understand why it makes black people so upset? Wallen responded, I do understand, especially when I say that I'm using it playfully or whatever, ignorantly. I understand that that must sound like, you know, like he doesn't understand. This is the guy selling out stadiums, by the way. 
unreal. It's crazy. And that will sell out. Right. You think so? He's gonna I don't, you don't know. play Bush Stadium unless you're gonna sell the fucker out. Like you don't get booked at Bush Stadium if it's gonna be half full. Right. So they know that he's gonna sell that bitch out, which is insane to me. Yeah. Is he the biggest country music star right now? Dude, I don't know. I I if you if you hadn't named him, I like I don't know who a current like current stars are. In in country I music, either. I don't. Yeah. I, haven't I know listened. that guy because of that story. I know yeah. there's a Luke Bryan. Is his Luke Bryan? Is that the guy's name? I think so. He's a Martian. Is is Who's Jason Aldina still a country artist? I mean, I think all these guys are still touring and still doing well. Okay. Country music is huge, it and is. it really is bizarre that it's so big. But I think it just speaks volumes too. Why is it bizarre? Um, because it's country. Have you heard? <laughs> have you listened to it? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's fine. I, you know, I, I'm not a fan. I'm never I know, going to. I know you're not. But, 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 to, but to be curious on why it's so big is odd. I mean, no different from any, like, no different from any other genre of music that has just evolved throughout decades and decades. Because I don't hear a lot of diversity in the music. And by that, I mean people really being original and standing out as something unique. It but, all sounds but do the you, same to but, me. but do you think that if someone who is a hardcore country fan, and that's pretty much all I listen to, if they listen to hip hop, that they may say the same thing? Because that's how they Yeah, hear but I it? would never be in the same room as that person, so I would never know. <laughs> so... I guess I'll just have to <laughs> not know. That's okay. Fine. All right. So All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll remain ignorant to that fact. Okay. Speaking of hip hop and we can get off. So anyway, I, I think Morgan Wallen could be a good example of people just separating, but again, like, and maybe I'm not even making a good point because the people who would go see that guy play most likely didn't have a problem with him using that word in any context. Fair, fair to assume. Oh, that ninety five percent of country know. fans, I don't, uh, are okay with him saying the word and most likely use it themselves. Come on, just agree with me. I don't you know. know. I don't know about. Uh, I, I can't. I don't think I can. Agree. Woods, you can't. I don't. I don't yeah, think I can agree come, with that. Your neighbors are come burn your house down if you agree with me. I get it. Come on, think about it. Have you been to a country music concert? I have. Okay. <laughs> But I don't. But I don't like the but, that, but, I don't but like the, the confidence you had when you said that. I mean, you've been. So, I, yes, I, I definitely have. But my, I don't. I don't get the feeling when I'm at a country concert that all these people would be fine using the N word. Because mm. that's what you're saying, mm. and I don't know about that. I have you ever been in a bar that has a touch tunes jukebox? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been like, oh, man, there's some really good music playing and you're into it. You and your friends are having a ball and then a stupid country song comes on and you look up at that jukebox and you go, says the N word. I know it says the N word. I know it. You look at the person and you go, I hate that guy. That guy's a piece of shit. Never. I'm the only one that does this. <laughs> I think so. Public places. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> oh, well. I, I, I thought I wasn't alone here. That one, yeah, that one's a tough one. I think it's safe to say 
the people that would pay. And I guarantee you, let's find out what tickets are for Morgan Wallen at Bush Stadium. Take a guess. Uh, I mean, like a, a standard ticket? Yeah. Take a guess at what they cost. Mm, I'd say they probably start out around 70-ish. How old is this guy? I don't know. Okay, let's see. The average price of a ticket for Morgan Wallen is two hundred and fifty-five. Oh my god! Well, I said so, I said starting, so I'm thinking like upper upper deck. But well, I just use the word average. Yeah, I know. So I think it's safe to say that a person who would pay two hundred dollars to see that motherfucker play, they're okay with him using that word. Just saying. Someone with convictions and, and ideas and, and, and morals and a disciplined mind wouldn't go, it's okay. Here, take my $200. They'd go, no, you don't get it anymore. Just a guess. You're not okay. with me on this, and it's I'm, really bugging I'm I'm not. Because you're basically just saying that any, any person who listens to country is racist. Yes. <laughs> How did you know? And this will be clipped and it will be all over. And I hope people get upset at me. I don't care. Oh my God. No, that's not what I'm, that's not. I know. I know you're not really meaning that. I'm just. Let's take the blindfolds off here for a minute. Okay. You've been in a situation where you've been around a a lot of people that listen to country music. You know what type of people you're around. Now, I'm not saying that all people who listen to country music are racist. Okay. But okay. I am saying that people who listen to country music are racist. But people can also listen to hip hop or listen to new metal and be racist. Are they racist? They I, can be. Yeah, some. Like what two? Oh my god. I'm kidding. All right, I'm kidding. <laughs> this it, is it's fine. the weirdest argument we've ever had. <laughs> we can drop it. We can drop it. I'm making generalizations about a group of people who listen to terrible music. Just let me have my moment here. That's fine. Well, let me ask you this. Where's Morgan Wallen from? Um, this is an experiment I'm going to run with here until you give me a good, a valid point about something. I'm going to guess he's from Tennessee. That's your guess? Yeah, I have no idea. God, he is. He's from... Okay, he's from Sneedville, Tennessee. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think the people of Sneedville are the most open-minded people? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, no. You're fucking, you're so you're, full of you're shit. You're so crazy. You know, you you're know so crazy. I'm right. Well, we can get off it. I think what we should do. Is buy tickets to Morgan Wallen show? No, nah, it's never going to happen. But <laughs> I, we need to say uh, rest in peace to Takeoff from Migos, who was killed a couple of days ago. I seen that. What, what Very happened? Very sad story. And to the people who, and I, I actually shared a post on Facebook of a guy talking about this Uh, for the people that shared videos of him dead on the floor. You suck. You suck. What happened though? I didn't see what the circumstance was. He was at a bowling alley late at night in Houston. And I don't know exactly if it was a, uh, like a uh, uh, drop in. Uh, What's it called? You uh, fuck me when you're on social media and you let people know where you are. What's it called? A check-in? 
Check-in. Jesus Christ. Thank you. I don't know <laughs> if it was a check-in murder or if it was having to do with something else. I haven't uh, read up on that yet. And I don't even know if they've released that yet, but he was at a bowling alley late, like after hours, he was playing poker from what I remember reading in the story. And someone came in and started shooting people. And he was one of the people that got shot and he died. Jeez. Who, yeah, who, who just goes into a bowling alley and starts shooting? Well, in some areas of the country, that seems to be a normal thing, bro. Unfortunately. Hmm. Where was this at? Not for, Houston. It was in Houston. Okay. Yeah. Do I want to go to this? It has a video. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look at the video. But again, people that posted the videos of him just for clicks and views and like you're you suck. Did you really need to post? And did you need to post like? You know, ah, it's a, I don't understand. I don't understand the brains of people who could go. This guy just got killed. Let me go ahead and post his lifeless body laying on the floor on Facebook of all places. Right. Yeah. So apparently Cuevo, who's also in Migos, was like trying to get like, and I guess there's a video of that too, which again is gross, but was trying to get uh, called 911 and was trying to get instructions on, he didn't know CPR, but he was trying to get instructions on how to do it mm-hmm. to potentially save his life, obviously unsuccessfully. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see anything yet as to this was just a random act of, violence or anything other than a random act of violence. Excuse right. me. Like, I don't think it was a check-in murder like we've seen so often as of late. So you've said that twice now. Is that a thing? Like it's a huge thing. Check huge in thing. a check-in murder. Yes. I've never heard that before. Well, so it's, there's a couple of different, well, look at the end of the day, what ha- what's happening is guys are going on, guys are going out, and on social media, they're saying where they are. People are seeing it. They're going to that place and they're killing them. Huh. It's becoming more and more common as of late. Um, and it's a bummer. It's, it's just like the most recent one was PNB Rock, who was at a, a fucking Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. And I guess let me let me let me before I say this, let me make sure that's what happened. Uh, uh, rapper PMB Rock shot killed at Los Angeles restaurant. The rapper PMB. Okay, so I'm going to say this, and I don't know. This is the, what I heard initially when when he died was that they were at they were out, and his girlfriend posted where they were. Okay. Okay. If you're if you're one of these guys, it's it's. You know, it's risky to post where you are. People are going to come get you. The same thing well, happened to XXX Tentacion. He but, was buying a motorcycle. They showed up and killed him. You know, I, but that's what sucks too is like you just said, like his girlfriend posted it. What's keeping for um, anybody, anybody, anybody from, you know, if Kanye shows up to a bowling alley and somebody else there sees him and they check in and say, hey, Kanye's here. Well, what? I don't know if Kanye's a guy that I'm. I'm just necessarily. Using, well, I understand. I I'm understand. using his yeah. him an ex- as an oh, example, yeah. but anybody famous. I mean, what's sure. sto- what's stopping somebody from saying Morgan Wallen's at the bowling alley and somebody racist comes in and shoots him? 
somebody racist or somebody or somebody who thinks he's racist. Not Sorry, racist. that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's so who well, like Pop Smoke got killed. Like it's just a ton of people, and now you have like drill rap. Which what is have that? you heard of that? Uh uh-uh. uh So drill rap originated 2010s, and I think most people will call the, the place of origin Chicago, but drill rap is becoming very prevalent in New York in New York City now. Drill rap essentially is about you know, you're talking shit to your rival rapper, basically saying, I'm outside of your place, come down and get shot. Right. Or meet me here and you'll get shot. And people are actually doing it and people are dying. The whole idea of the the art, and I use that term loosely, the idea of the music is to boast that you're in that person's territory or you're in that person's apartment complex or whatever the case may be. And then should the person actually show their face while you're there, then it, it's going down. Hang on. I, I mean, so it's you, getting you, so bad. You put this music out? You do. This was happening, okay. but it's mainly, but it's mainly like social media. It, it's it's streaming uh, okay. social media okay. music. Like it's not like okay. it's like produced and like takes forever to. It's no, it's spontaneous. You make it. You put it out. Right. You need people to see it. But um, so, like, whenever there was the beef between Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem, if one of them would have posted on social media and acted like they were in the other one's territory. Now, but, again, you're you're bringing up two guys it? that I don't think necessarily indulge into this lifestyle. I I understand that. I'm just using them as yeah. an example as that's the the thought behind it. And then one of yeah. them would have killed the I other. Mean, it, could uh, could that have happened? Sure. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it even it's it's gaining popularity or did gain popularity in. Europe, especially in, in the UK. Uh, but I think like the, what people don't like about it or what's known it, what the emergence of it now is because it's be, it's getting very real. Like it's right. no longer, you know, so are some of the people who did I say? Uh, fuck. I'm trying to think of. I mean, you named several people that passed away, but I don't know if it was because of that. Those weren't drill rap rappers. Um, But I mean, then the mayor of New York City has has like spoken out about this several, several times. And just basically being like, it's instigating violence in the city. Um, And he's even met with a bunch of like rappers who are considered to be prominent in the genre and stuff like it, it gets pretty real. Now, the level of like, how many people are getting killed. I don't know if they've released that. I think a lot of times from what I've seen on like news reports, it's they've chalked it up to gang and street violence and not necessarily derived from the music. But I think a lot of times these songs are leaking and they're kind of seeing the light of day and people are kind of giving, you know, using them as the point of origin for some people getting killed. Wow. I don't know, man. I'm here. I'm here. You know, yeah, I'm here. Let's but just ho- let's just hope drill rap doesn't become prominent in St. Louis. Could, yeah. Why not? If it become if it can become prominent in the UK, why not? 
they don't even have guns over there. You got to stab a motherfucker over there. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so anyway, rest in peace to take off. I know I, I jokingly on one of our episodes, and I, I was actually trying to find the old episode today where I talked about Migos, and you're like, who? I was like, God damn you. <laughs> but so I, I am I am a Migos fan for sure. So what a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But again, like posting the videos and like, you know, videos of him dead. and ugh. It's gross. I report people on Twitter that do that. Oh, do you? Oh, fuck. So, so yeah. many times. So yeah. many times. There was a video... And I had to check and see if it was fake or not. Like I had to look at the comments and I had to look at who posted it. I had to look at their profile because I don't, I don't want to report someone that's now again, joking about murder is crazy, but I don't want to report someone who uh, found a way to create a fake video and did it well enough to fool me. Gotcha. I'll let somebody else deal with that. But there was this video of people at like a pool party, right? And uh, there were two girls arguing, right? And the one girl takes a swing at the other. The one who gets hit goes into her purse, pulls a gun out, and just blows this girl away. Just cl clear as day. You could see everything, right, in the video. I'm like, was that real? Like, if, Like, come on. So I started looking at the comments and seeing if people would like say where it happened, the city, and then someone did. So I Googled girl murdered at pool party in said city. It was real. I'm like, how the fuck did this make it on Twitter? So I immediately reported it and they took it down. Like Twitter responded, like, thank you for reporting this. And wow, I'm not going to report you if you say like for your political beliefs or for whatever, but like. You're showing murder. I I don't want to see that. Right. I don't want to see that. Like, it's gross. But do you? Do, There's another. For, so to you, is it worth doing the research to find out if it's real just to report it? It didn't take me long, to be honest. Oh, okay. Me. Like it didn't take me long. Okay. I was on the shitter, so I had plenty of time. <laughs> it didn't take me long. But there was another video, and this is a bummer. But there was another video of a guy was with his kid, and they were messing around, but the guy fell on his kid and killed him. I'm like, why is this on Twitter? Like, why are people posting videos like this? You know? Yeah. So I reported that. I, I just, I don't want to see that. Like, who wants to, who, who, who's, who's the audience of that? Like, who, who is that directed to? Right. Like, who wants to, uh, I don't know. Have you ever, I, I, I want to say it may have been a Radio Lab podcast. Have you ever listened to Radio Lab? No. What's that? Um, it's a, NPR podcast. Uh, Ro okay. Rogan used to talk about it all the time. But anyways, there's an episode that they talk about Facebook and that there's this whole group that works for Facebook that does nothing but look through all the videos that are flagged and that are reported and that mm. they each person has like only a couple of seconds on each video and each picture to decide if they keep it up or if they um, if they take it down. It's it's pretty insane. If you think about the millions and millions of pictures and videos that come through that they get reported probably all the time and you know. Why but what's the what's the what's the significance of only a few seconds? Why? 
because so because there's so many there because there's so many yeah hire more people zuckerberg i guess that's an option <laughs> well what else you got before we get out of here um i don't did we talk about everything we were going to talk about I think so did you get did you get the new taylor swift I don't know how you kept because a straight face when you said that. Every song on the <laughs> record is like in the Billboard top ten or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you listened to it? It's weird. No, fuck no. Oh. I don't get Taylor Swift. You don't get the hype. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Do I understand why some people like her? Sure. I I just don't get it. I don't get. I don't get the appeal. I don't get why people think she's a genius man. I don't know. You wouldn't consider her a musical genius? You wouldn't put her up there with Dave Grohl? I sure wouldn't. No. But someone would, so that's all that matters. I mean, I guess she's selling records. Let's see. What was what was the situation that she had like um didn't she have to remake a bunch of her records? To put out because she like did she sue the record label or something? She owns all of her shit now. She pulled it all like off all the streaming. Yeah, she she wanted to own all of her stuff, so she re released it. Yeah, Taylor Swift sets new record becomes the first artist to claim all ten spots on the Billboard Hot 100. So okay, so she owns all her um, she owns all her music now. Radio. So yeah. is that because the radio label did and? Uh, well, she had a shitty deal where the that Scooter Braun guy, the guy who uh, managed Justin or uh, Justin Bieber, uh, was I, I don't know the story. Like, although it's a very elaborate thing, but he was fucking her out of money because he he had a shit ton of ownership that he didn't really deserve over her music. Okay, like the the, the you have to look into it, man. It, it's been a couple of years now, I think, since that was settled, but. Uh, after a dispute over the sale of Masters of her sixth studio album, six studio albums, to, uh, Swift announced that she plans to re-record the set album. She released the first two of these recordings. Yeah, Swift grows. Uh, okay, yeah, the dispute. It doesn't say much about the dispute though. Some of them a bitch. So it wasn't. It wasn't a dispute with the record label. It was a manager or something. I think it was all of the above. To be honest with you, I just think she thought she was getting fucked by everybody. But how does that work with a record label? Like, you can't just re-record any of your songs that a record label owns just for you to be able to own it, right? Oh, you can re-record them and release them on your own, sure. And, you, you, and own, you own it? If you are the songwriter, yes. So the dispute was over the masters of that. So, like, the, the label could own the masters, but you could own all of the raw shit. So she could tweak it a little bit and re-release it, I think. Huh. I think. It seems like a loophole. Yeah, I can't remember. Damn it. You're making me sound stupid. <laughs> so on the new record, she is listed as producer on all of the songs, along with someone named Antonoff and then a couple other people. She's lists, listed as songwriter on all of the songs but she is only the sole songwriter on one of the songs. Gotcha. 
to her credit, she wrote most of them with one other person. This or this Antonov character is. And I don't know who that is. Yeah, I've never heard that name in my life. Good for her. Let's see. Hold on. Taylor Swift Patrick. Taylor Swift Masters controversy refers to the dispute of American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift with her former record label, Big Machine Records, its founder, Scott Borchetta, and new owner, Scooter Braun, over the ownership of the master recordings of her albums. It was a highly publicized conflict. Swift signed a record deal with the Public Records in 2018 after her Big Machine contract expired. Media reported in June 2019 that Braun had purchased Big Machine. Uh, Braun became the owner of all the masters, videos, and artworks copyrighted by Big Machine, including those of Swift's, Swift's albums. In response, Swift stated she tried to buy the masters, but Big Machine had offered unfavorable conditions and that she knew the label would sell them to someone else, but did not expect Braun as the buyer, recalling him of being as being incessant and a manipulative bully. Uh, consequently, Big Machine and Swift were embroiled in a series of disagreements leading to further friction. Swift alleged that the label blocked her from using her music. Um, so what was the solution here? According to U.S. copyright law, any music recording, vocal or instrumental, is subject to two types of copyrights. This is what I was saying. One that protects the specific audio file developed in the recording studio known as the master and the other protecting the musical work of the song before it became a recording. So that's what she did. So she took what she considered to be the original idea, re-released it. And I remember people saying, like, commenting on some of them, like, yeah, this sounds different, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. But, like, if you talk to anybody, they're going to be like, own your shit, dude. Own your master's. It's the best thing you can do as an artist. So. But I guess there are still are incentives if you let someone else own them too, if they are doing the promotion and all that stuff with it. Right. I mean, that's, that's the dangers of signing to a label. Right. Everlast, Everlast said it best. He was like, you know, he was asked about it and I was like, I, he's like, I own all my shit. He's like, I own all the masters of my shit. Um, and he's like, I was taught that lesson at a young age. While we did have a record label, de- like a record deal, he was like, we were able to work into the contract that we would own said percentages of masters to the point that if we wanted to buy them out, the, re- the remaining percentage, we could, that type of thing. So, and again, I'm totally paraphrasing that. I don't know how much of what I just said is true, but he said <laughs> He said something like that. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, good for Taylor Swift. I, I'm not a fan. Again, I don't understand it, but she's a boss. I mean, you can't deny. The, she, she's yeah, got a follow. She's it. got a following for sure. I mean, all things considered, the music's not for me. Like I said, I don't get it. I don't get what people think is so mesmerizing of, of like of it, but it's good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's bad music. You know, what's the what's her biggest song? Uh, was she the one that sang that? Blank Space. I don't know what that is. Was she the one that sang that song, that teardrops on my guitar song? 
I wouldn't know what that is. Huh. I would avoid a song called that at all costs. Okay. So maybe okay. that's a good thing that I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Hold on. Taylor, Taylor Swift singles. Bad blood. Blank space is that one. That's a big one. I feel like blank space is a big shake it off. Oh yeah. Shake it off. Um, what's the one that was like that was like the first you belong with me can't you see yeah, i know that song yeah you belong with me dude so dude rocky rocky should remake that i nope when i <laughs> When that song came out, I was, uh, I remember this specifically when I, when that song came out, I was working retail and the store that I worked at played, you know, shitty top 40 songs on, on rotation. That song was so popular at the time. And I was just like, I remember being like, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> Who is this? Why do people like it? Like little kids would come in and sing, and I'd be like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> being a hater, let's go. Let's get out of here. All right.